What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we have a special guest for you today. But first off, again, Brian, Justin, Cedric, and myself are here to host Men of the Year. Uh, so for this topic, our special guest, Candice, will have you introduce yourself here in a second. But we're going to be talking about LGBTQ plus Pride Month. Uh, I know we're finishing it up coming in a couple of days. But uh, we really wanted to touch on this, make sure it helps bring to light for some of us that uh, aren't as familiar with like terminologies or, you know, how everything runs. So, Candice, if you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit about yourself, what you do and some of the little philanthropy side projects and stuff like that you got going on. For sure. Um, well, my name is Candice. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers, they, them. Um, the they, them is very new. So, don't ask me a ton about it. I'm still figuring that part out. Um, I identify as a lesbian in the LGBTQ community. I do have a partner that is trans. Um, we do have a side hustle. Uh, we do have a, um, we do like pride and ally merch and um, sharp spins, which I would love to talk about later. Um, but um, I have had some past experience at Starbucks um, doing their Pride Alliance network. So that meant a lot of like organizing um, group volunteer events, which was pretty great. Um, we did a lot with the Ruth Ellis Foundation and doing a lot of drives for that. Um, and then um, after leaving that, uh, I went to Populous Group. Um, we actually just launched an employee resource group. Uh, I've been working on this for about a year. Um, but it's finally live. Um, we have social media posts out. Um, this is the first year that PG has taken a uh, public stance on um, what they feel towards the LGBT community. So, um, that's good. yeah, that's, good. that's about me, what I do. All right. Well, appreciate that. Um, so we'll, we'll start off. Uh, did anyone have any questions about uh anything kind of going into it. I know, I know earlier, like before you jumped on, uh, Justin and I both, I mean, I'm, I'm still pretty new to some of this stuff and I know you said you're pretty new to it. The, uh, they, them pronouns, I, I believe that's non-binary. Um, from, from your understanding of it, what does that kind of mean for you as you're starting that part of that journey? So, I mean, everyone's experience is a little bit different and that's where it's like super tricky because in reality, like non we don't want to look at non-binary as if it's one entity or it's one thing you want to look at it as mm -hmm. a spectrum right so mm -hmm. we have you know heterosexual we have homosexual um just like there's all different things in between there but also we have genders where you have male and female and there's a lot of in between there um mm -hmm. so when somebody identifies as non-binary um maybe that means that um they don't identify with any gender 
Maybe that means that they feel, and I have seen this where they feel gender is a construct. It's not real. It is just invented. So they refuse to acknowledge a gender. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, um, I've really struggled with my femininity throughout the years. Um, I have tried to alter and change myself. And it wasn't until like I came out that I started to really find out who I am. Like I said, my partner's trans. Um, so we discuss gender. Um, it's a common topic. And the more you discuss something, the more um, open you become to it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the more I really like looked at myself, the more I realized is it's not that I identify as an opposite gender. That's not it. Um, I don't want to be a man. Um, I think all of y'all are <laughs> gross. No offense. But um, um, but I'm like half nothing, you know, I'm not, I'm not half, you know, identifying with anything male presenting anything, but I'm not a complete, I'm not a hundred percent a woman either. There's something half. I'm still figuring it out. That's the non-binary half. I might not identify with anything. I don't feel that I fully identify with women when I'm in the workplace or when I'm in social situations. And that's okay. It doesn't mean I act weird around people or I'm socially awkward. It just means that there's a part of me that just doesn't identify with anything. And if I'm going to agree, I think gender's fake. So um, <laughs> that's the other part of it. So, I mean, it doesn't matter, but trying on new pronouns is rough. And this is the first time I've used them publicly. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for allowing us to be the, the first ones to help share that for you. So. For me, I really appreciate you just, coming out here and sharing your story. I wanted to see, would you be open to telling us uh, how, you know, you came out and and, uh, how that process was? How did it land with your family and friends? I mean, is that something that you'd be comfortable going into? Maybe Yeah, I don't have a super tragic coming out story. Um, They do in all different (laughs) shapes and sizes. Um, I have a funny one to share too from a friend of mine. So it can kind of show you how different they can be. Okay. I was in a serious relationship with um, a man. Uh, We were together for four years. There was nothing wrong with our relationship. I was really happy. Um, I would have absolutely married him 100%. Um, That was the trek we're on to. Um, My uh, sister ended up like leaving the state and I ended up going to a different store. I was was a Starbucks store manager at the time. Okay. So there's just a lot of uh, change in my life. And then when I met, I'm not going to say her name, um, but yeah. when I met this woman, I knew something was different and I couldn't explain why, but I found every excuse to talk to her, see her. I was on vacation for a week and I still stopped in my store twice just to see her. And I didn't know why I was doing this until one day we went out, had some tequila yeah (laughs) the most reaction out of these guys (laughs) so i just want to throw this out there for any girl out there right now if you are a woman and you are listening to this and you have a queer friend they're probably not hitting on you however if you go out to drink and they buy you shots of tequila they're probably waiting for you to kiss them because that's the way it goes you can't be out and you can't really make a move on a straight woman. It's weird. It's it's yeah. icky. I don't. I could see that. I don't want to do that. It's like a creepy um, guy going and so hitting on, on women at bars and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure it's like that. It might get those those creepy awkward vibes yeah, a little like bit, like tingling mm-hmm. up your back. 
I don't, I don't know all about that. I don't know why she's touching me on my inner side. <laughs> Damn it, Chris. <laughs> I, I think, um, Candace, what you what you said about um, women and if you have a queer friend and um, how to, I guess, navigate that with them. Uh, the good part is. A majority of our listeners are women, so I'm sure yeah. that they'll be. Yeah, right? I know you're looking it's at immense, us. We're like, wait, huh? It's a men's health podcast. Yeah, but, but looking at yeah, looking at our statistics and our metrics, yeah, 62 percent of our listeners are women. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> we can't explain it. So I, I have yeah. to. I do have to say this. Um, I was talking to a work friend today, and she was she was bitching about her fiance, and I was mm. like, man straight men you guys set the bar so low <laughs> so low it's so easy it's so easy i don't even know what i was talking about <laughs> um about so somebody brushing it in her side yeah i, I think know. so what what started it was everybody started getting a rise when you were talking about having tequila shots that was it okay yeah. so tequila is my favorite drink it is still my drink of choice Ooh. um so anyways i kissed this this girl that night and, um, you know, like when you're in a movie, like you're watching a movie and they have like all those like thoughts going through their head. Like, it was kind of like that for a moment. I was like, oh my God, my life makes sense. Mm, oh my God. That nice. makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That was a red flag. How have I not known? Mm. And then I was stuck in the situation. I was with somebody I loved and I still love him. He's great. We're friends. Um, and he's one of the best people I know, but it mm. was like, and the analogy I used at the time, it was like you know, standing in the middle of a room and you're looking at this wall and you're like, oh, this is, this is, this is great. This is awesome. I can, I can see what's in front of me. But mm -hmm. the second you turn around, you realize that you're actually in a hallway. You can't unknow that. You can't unknow this new space that existed within you. And I had to change my life. I literally lit my life on fire. We had just moved into a new place, my boyfriend and I. So I had to end my lease. I lost my relationship. Most of our friends were common friends and mm -hmm. they didn't understand. They just saw that I was breaking somebody's heart and I had cheated on somebody, but I challenge you to figure out your sexuality without cheating. Right. Um, yeah. right. Yeah. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I'm not justifying it. Please, please. No, I'm not justifying it. But in that time, I mean, it was, it, I was really lost. I had more questions than I had answers. Like I said, my sister had just moved. So I lost everything. I lost my friends. I lost my, my boyfriend. I lost my, um, my apartment. The only thing I had to keep was my dog. So as I'm talking to this girl that I now have all these feelings for, mm -hmm. um, we pulled a U-Haul lesbian and I moved in with her. Um, within a month, we had two dogs. Like I already had a dog and she had ended up adopting a dog. And so we dated from there. Also, ladies, if you're listening, a U-Haul lesbian is when women moved in together, like on the, like, the third date. Um, it's not advised. Uh, it don't do it. We learned it a lot today. Don't, say, don't, don't, don't do that with a dude either. Right, right. <laughs> like you're, you're breaking through a lot of barriers and breaking through these barriers painfully. But I, I feel like I'm just learning and soaking yeah. and assimilating all of this information and knowledge because I have I have gay friends. We all have gay friends on this podcast, but what we know is so is so surface level I, I think it's safe to assume that with the rest of you gentlemen like yeah this is 
it's a whole new wow i can't believe i just said that it's like a whole new world being explored right now and i appreciate you just taking us on this journey and being our tour guide like props to you because this is like a hundred percent new to me and i'm coming into this episode with an open mind just ready to learn about all of this all of these new terms and the whole nine and so i appreciate you wholeheartedly with what you're talking about right now so I encourage you to ask all your questions, honestly. And I know that sometimes it feels like silly or the questions are super small, um, mm-hmm. but that's a really great thing about connecting with somebody in like this kind of uh, conversations. You get to ask those small questions. I will say some of the questions right. that you can ask like a stranger, like if you can Google it, Google it. Don't expect mm-hmm. other people to educate you. But like in this, in this forum, in this venue, you can ask me anything. If I'm not comfortable with answering, I'll let you know, but I'm pretty much an open book. Okay. I thought you, I I thought you said this. I was just saying, I thought this wasn't supposed to be tragic. That was that sounded like a pretty tragic story to me. No, it's not like a like no, a revealing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know just, what? I'll finish it. Um, she left me. That wasn't. Oh, Chris. I don't like her now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this girl now um, or woman that she left you. Nope. Yeah, no, she left me. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't great. We were engaged. Uh, so it wasn't fun. Also, mm. you know, that that moved pretty fast too. But um, anywho, um, so after I um, moved out, I kind of did that more of like self-discovery. My mental health has been better. I have grown up a lot since. Um, and I'm a lot more confident in like who I am as far as like gender wise and sexuality. Because I was so insecure when I first came out and it was like this big intimid- intimidating world. And, you know, really all I had was her to go off of. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where you really grow from it. So it sounds like it's a really sad thing, but actually her and I are kind of friends too. So, I mean, it's really about coming to a mutual understanding, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with most of my exes. I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> I, know, I get along yeah. with everybody. Yeah. You're better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Candace, if you, ever, if you ever get the chance, you should probably listen to uh, which, which, which episode was that? Uh, I have uh, no topic. idea. I have no idea. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll tell you about how petty he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm very petty. <laughs> so so how do you see the uh, landscape of the uh, LGBTQT community uh, moving forward with the increasing uh, visibility and um, everything that's like on social media, like, and everything that's more available to you guys? Like, it's great. It's nice to be uh, visible. Um, and it's nice to be having these conversations. I will say this, it's really, really tricky between the line of something being like disingenuine, you know, so everyone's Ooh. saying that they see us and they hear us, but like, what are you doing? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, right now we're talking about, you know, transgender folks in you know, sports, but we're also not talking about like legislature that's going on that, you know, removes the choice to. Um, have surgeries that you want and there are certain states that it's a lot harder than others so like I feel like for one step forward it's a little two steps back right now and I know mm-hmm. you're catching me at the end of a bad week so I do apologize my outlook's <laughs> a little bleak you're good um, so hey, the pros are that truth. companies are stepping up they're they're really <laughs> understanding that if when people are their authentic selves in the workplace we're more productive so from mm-hmm. a financial standpoint they want us to be more out and be more authentic that's great. Um, the part that's two steps back is the stuff that nobody talks about. Um, it's a lot of uh, bills that are in the works that are really trans exclusionary. Um, 
And then the other thing is now that it is so visible and people can really look out for it, um, you know, you watch where you go. Not everywhere is safe. There are some cities I walk into in the past when I was with my ex-fiance and I'd be like, well, can't be gay here. Nice to be friends for you. Um, mm. Cause that's the reality of my life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm not safe everywhere. My partner is definitely not safe everywhere. And it's not it always, really it's, not, it's not easy to, some people don't pass, you know, and it's hard. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the more toxic aspects do you think that are still going on both, internally and uh, externally to you now I want to talk internally because I don't want to like really berate everybody who is right. trying to be an ally right now um, you fuck you you're cool yeah like no <laughs> um, so um I do a lot of TikTok I know it's not safe but I do a lot of TikTok and uh I've started like joining certain Facebook groups and really um and then also with um Pride Project my business um I've been talking to larger groups of people. And uh, one thing that I have heard from my friends and I've heard from the community is a lot of biphobia. So the bi mm -hmm. community, um, so to clarify, that is when you are attracted to men and women, um, they, they're excluded because people don't believe them. Or, you know, if you marry one gender, then the other gender thinks that you're not valid. Um, and the stereotype is that, Bi girls are in love with every girl and one man, and that's the one they end up with. So mm. there's a lot of biophobia. And then it was really reinforced when I started launching products. And the main things that sell are, you know, pan and uh, pan, bi, and non binary stuff. Um, so that kind of led me to do a little bit more like article searching. And um, it's not something I can find like data on, it's this intangible sad thing that's within the community um the other thing and i've been on the receiving end of this is um transphobia in the community so i identify as a lesbian and if i had a dollar for every person that came at me and it's like but your partner's trans so you can't be a lesbian hmm. i can be whatever the hell i want to be and <laughs> however the hell i want to yeah. identify amen to that <laughs> yeah. and you know what to make it extra confusing my partner presents as male <laughs> I don't like men. So like riddle me that. Um, mm, right. But when I came out, I had um, my ex actually. And um, a couple of my other friends call out my sexuality and be like, who are you? What are you? You can't do this. And I was like, okay, fine. Take my lesbian badge. I don't care. You know, <laughs> like it's, it is what it is. But um, yeah, there's biphobia, no documentation for that. But like the transphobia thing is a very real tangible thing. And uh, it's brutal mm -hmm. out there. It, it, it affects everybody. You know, it's 2021. And you would think that our our thoughts on just the, the LGBTQ plus community, you would think that we are so progressive in, you know, how we treat others and whatnot in that group. But we really haven't moved the needle, kind of just like how you said. I mean, there's still a lot of that those toxic behaviors I, I remember like even way back in the day like so <clears throat> I remember like in high school people always say oh man that that's gay or you're so gay because you're using it as like you're being whack or something or you're being stupid and I remember yeah. just I mean I'm not gonna lie I used to say that a lot too mm -hmm. and then when I got to college 
And that's when that's when friendships did not like women like I did. And they were obviously, you know, trying to, again, traverse through this whole new this whole new scenario about trying to discover their sexuality. And I would say those things and they would actually tell me how to internalize that myself, knowing that even though I don't come from a like a heart, excuse me, a, an ill will type of place, I'm still hurting people feelings. Mm-hmm. And so now I just omitted that that word as far as the context is concerned. I don't say that like to, to mean that I don't like something. That is something I do not do. I have zero tolerance for, for that type of behavior. And I was so mad at myself for even thinking like that or, or saying mm-hmm. those things because it just wasn't right for me to do so. And I'm still learning, of course. Um, but and it's just like how, you know, other individuals who don't share the same skin color with Justin and I, you know, uh, I'm sure that they're still learning, you know, about us as well. So I kind of I kind of compare it to that, even though there, there's still some disparity with that. But, you know, that's where, like I mentioned, those those toxic behaviors and mannerisms come from, like those stem back from way in the past. And I'm, you know, I'm still working mm-hmm. on not trying to exude those those same type of behaviors. And I've been got to give myself a pat on the back. I, I I don't do any of that or say any of those harmful things to, to individuals and myself and thinking of that type of stuff. Uh, right. I was just going to say, I mean, it, it reminds me too, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, at least I'm hoping at least one of you guys will relate. Like when I was a kid, like you learn so much from other kids. So like your parents can't control everything you learn. Right. Yeah. right. This day and age, uh-huh. they definitely can't because they have the internet. I mean, I know what I was like when I had the internet as a kid and that was like with a whole bunch of stuff restricted. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, like I found myself saying, you know, that's retarded. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I I still find myself saying, you know, that's stupid because I don't agree with whatever it is. But like I've cut I've cut out saying like that's so retarded because that's. It was used so long as like a derogatory term. uh, Mm -hmm. Even even if you were just trying to use it for like uh, the term retardation and not like meaning people, but just like, you know, something slowing down the process or like causing uh, like difficulties, like it's so hard, like once once it starts getting affixed to something, because then no matter what, it'll keep going that way. Like the, the swastika, the swastika was a Buddhist symbol, but because of what happened in such a negative fashion with like nazis and stuff it's now no longer the buddhist symbol it's more so the the symbol for hate just like mm-hmm. uh the word fag was was what uh cigarette butt or cigarette in like the oh, uk yeah here in australia or australian for that yeah yeah but that's also what they used to use to burn people yep and that's that's where i was gonna oh. go like, it went for that and then that's that's mm. how they started calling uh gay people at the time that term because they used to burn people so like there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't know and we don't necessarily know like the stigma and history behind um kind of like what we were talking about the the other episode with juneteenth right you know Mm -hmm. there's so much there's so much out there Mm -hmm. that we can learn about that it'd be so much better i think if we can get like institutions to help at least like bring bring the conversations up at an early age so we can understand so we know hey this is hurtful let's not say things 
that we don't necessarily know what they are, you know. Just my thought. Sorry, I started running no, on a tangent. You, no, you're good, man. I mean, I went on a, a very lengthy soliloquy myself, but I totally agree with you. I mean, and I've said this on the past two episodes. It starts at home, like, mm-hmm. and it starts at home with our children at a very early age. And I mean, we can we can really get ahead of the curve if we sit down with our you know our children to talk with them about certain people and you know how they view the world i mean i've seen on my social media that you know there's certain movies and stuff that are introducing you know members of the lgbtq plus community and disney yeah disney Disney is yeah Yeah. disney is is starting to launch that and i'm so proud of them but there's also people who still have reservations and they're apprehensive to introduce that stuff to their children Mm. and i mean like at some point they're going to know about it and they're going to learn about it i mean Mm -hmm. you're never too young to learn about you know uh i guess uh bring information to to other people and that's Mm -hmm. how i look at it I do want to point out something there as far as like, cause you guys are talking about education and uh, you know, teaching co- uh, sensitive content to kids. And I actually just connected with the parents ERG at populist group discussing like how to help raise your kids in an inclusive atmosphere. I think mm-hmm. all parents should remember that bias is taught. We aren't born with that. Um, so it, it's really about like, when we talk about like LGBT stuff, parents, people are really quick to be like, well, I don't want my kids to learn about sex. And it's really equating um, homosexuality with just sex. And Mm -hmm. that's really the lens that we need to like take off. Um, You know, teaching your child about who a lesbian is doesn't have to be about, well, like these two women do it. It could be like, oh, hey, their family just looks a little bit different or, you know, just kind of normalizing it. but yeah, and it's, it's still fine for people when they have babies, be like, oh, look, they have a girlfriend, like that's fine. But you know, you don't want them to learn. I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. So I just wanted yeah. to chime in there because that's a problem. That's, yeah. It needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say like, you know, like when we were, you know, like in the nineties, you know, when the internet was even, you know, very young, um, when you had like the, the chat forums, you know, the, um, the chat rooms, right. um, AOL, if, if, AOL, IRC, AOL, or even great Mackie, even when you had like the the anonymous chat groups. I mean, I was gonna say, what was the there was a there was one that was uh the original chat roulette. I don't remember what it's called. And that may have been it, but that yeah. may have been for for people that were trying to figure out, you know what you know what they were trying to figure out for themselves in, in that aspect, you know, because they didn't want to talk to their parents, you know, mm-hmm. where they were at. So, you know, but yeah, that's, you know, what, that's my two cents right there. But just because there's, the 90s were pretty much, um, a lot of uh, teenagers were coming out at that time. Um, but as I was gonna say, 90s, 90s, I remember that being hard because I know that's when, my brother came out as gay uh, and that was actually around the time where I think it was Washington or Minnesota. I don't remember which state uh, I know it was to the uh, east of Michigan or west of Michigan where they, they took a boy who came out, they tied him to barbed wire fence, beat him, tied him up to their truck and 
drug him around for like 20 plus miles. Um, was and it that's, like uh, that, Shepherd or something? I don't know. I just, I just know that like it, it scared the shit out of me. Cause I was like, yeah. there, there's no reason for any, anyone who's human, who's humane, who has any civility to do that to another person for any reason, you know, yeah, and right. you're doing it for something that's yeah. like, like, why are you so afraid of it? Like, it just, it confused, it confused me so much. And then like, when my brother came out, like, I like got worried for him for a while. Um, and like, he even, he even told me the story, like he, he was one of like the most popular kids in this high school. And then when he came out, he went from towards the top all the way down to the bottom. Cause like all of his friends, like he was friends with a lot of like the popular football players and all this other stuff. Cause he mingled with a bunch of people. And I mean, he just, as soon as that happened, like, most everyone cut him off and he, you know, basically had to find new friends or, you know, the ones that did stick, like he knew would stick forever. So nineties, uh, I mean, it's, it's probably the same here. Um, like in this day, like day and age, especially when like you're younger, like you might think that it's easy because you now have the internet, but it's also hard because you have the internet. There are so many trolls and negative people out there. And I mean, as, as most of you have probably, learned from listening to the show i hate people so i'm probably one of those negative people too but like i have that open space where i only hate you if you suck as a person like it has nothing to do with like who you love who you don't well i can't say who you don't love because never mind but anyways hey, Chris, uh, <laughs> we got what you're saying we get it no, yeah, you're, good. you're picking up what you're so about. bad but like it's just i don't know like it the the whole the whole idea of like having to put your trust into someone for something that can seriously turn sideways for almost no reason, I think is, is what scares me, you know? Um, Chris, and you need a hug. No, I'm good. Um, no, but like what I was going to say, like, and, and not to belittle anything that you guys have gone through, Justin and Cedric, but like with you guys being black, like it's obvious, right? I mean, unless someone's actually blind, you know, so they'll see you and they'll have, <laughs> They'll see, <laughs> they'll see you and they'll have like those biases right away right but then like if you get close and attached to someone and you're like oh yeah by the way this and you're trusting them you now put so much more control in their hands that mm-hmm. i feel like that that in a way is scarier because you don't know what you're going to get into at that point um and that's where i think it's it's still difficult and scary in this day and age for people yeah i mean as far as minorities go like a lot most of like I, I, if I I can pass I can go somewhere and nobody's gonna know I'm gay but you're right like if you're black like people are gonna know like they're gonna you're gonna know nobody's like gonna what know. the reaction's gonna be immediately but you're yeah. right I yeah. if for me I just had this discussion recently too it, it essentially boils down to coming out every day every time mm. I meet somebody new it's like coming out again because I never know what they're going to say I never know what they're going to think and I am always ready for the repercussion of it like and yeah exactly i'm ready to fight and um you know it's scary um and i I do want to throw this out there it's scary when men hit on me because i don't know how they're going to react i don't think they're going to have that incident yeah Yeah. i don't know yeah and that's that's a very real reality of the lesbian community is that we have a higher chance of sexual assault. Um, so do transgender folks too, actually, for that matter. Um, it's 
it's a rough reality out there for sure. It yeah. is. Cause I know, so my current company, that's how we call it. So they're looking into um, allowing uh, people that are transgender to join. And most people here don't even care. They're like, can they do their job? Like, you know, if that's the case, most people are fine with it. Um, but I had wanted to ask you about uh, queer baiting just because uh, I think her name is Billie Eilish. Like I saw that uh, she had a video and they accused her of queer baiting. So I kind of wanted to get your mm-hmm. thoughts on that, if you don't mind. If she's. Yeah, she's no, I'm curious. I've never heard in. about this before. Yeah, I've never heard about this before. You you got to fill me in and I would be I would love to share my So, um, I know who Billie so, Eilish is. That's a good start. OK, so <laughs> this is my understanding. And I could be wrong, like I said, you know. Uh, half the time I'm wrong anyway, but hey, so <laughs> my understanding of queer baiting is, is like basically, um, I want to say like cultural uh appropriation for uh people of that of the LGBTQ community. Sorry if I forgot any of the letters, I know that's important. Um, but it's basically like pandering towards them, like pretending to be, um, man. It's kind of like cat, to... it's like catfishing for yeah like, like yeah like, like, a like personality so, or like some kind of like interaction that get, you can yeah like I'm trying to pretend to get likes from that community so I'm trying to come off uh, I'm trying to come off that way I I don't know you just have to watch the video because like I just saw it and they said that they accused her of queer baiting because uh, she had a lot of females in the video and they were all dancing and stuff I didn't personally see like I didn't watch the video I just saw the little clip of it. But uh, the fact that I know we were talking to you, I was like, I was just going to save that question for you, like about queer baiting and uh, how you felt about it. Um, so I don't know about Billie Eilish. I would have to go watch the music video. Um, she doesn't seem like the type of artist to like do that just for like clout, you know, um, yeah. trying to make it more aware. I don't know. I'd have to like go look at it. And I'm not really sure about her as a person, but um upon my quick review and googling of queer baiting i have a general idea uh, i didn't know that there was a term for it um it sounds like it can be a couple of different ways it could it sounds like it's like corporations or celebrities or some sort of public figure just bringing up uh you know something about the lgbt community as a way to connect just to have yeah. people come, like closer uh, we did see that with jk rowling actually um, I love Harry Potter and I mm-hmm. hate her. She specifically came out and said <laughs> Dumbledore was gay. That was never, mm. listen, I love me some Dumbledore and I'm all about queer content, but like that's not relevant. Yeah, I remember Why is that. It Why are you drawing this romance of the story that wasn't actually a part of the story? And then to find out later that she's transphobic. I, I mean, it's, it's a perfect example of that. And a mm-hmm. lot of the community, we were into it. We're like, yeah, Dumbledore's gay, sure, you know, and it works. And it's it's heartbreaking to see somebody you really you look up to to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of rainbows and pride on everything, and including on companies that don't um, have great uh, employment laws that protect, um, you know, mm-hmm. gender identity and uh, sexual orientation. I always look at those. Um, so that can be a little bit, um, as far as like catfishing goes, nobody wants to be let on, but I don't want to say it's like queer, but I don't know. I think that like, that just I think he missed somebody I think we're just learning. 
yeah, no, I'm, I'm figuring out too. So I'm trying to put myself in that space. Right. If like I was into some straight girl and she, or some random person and they presented as gay, maybe I just Mm. met them at a gay bar and they were straight and they were just looking for attention. That would be pretty upsetting. That would actually be really embarrassing. Really. Um, looking at that content, it's hard for me to think that way. I'm with somebody, but like going, yeah, going to a gay bar or something like that or going out and or meeting somebody on like, like Tinder or something mm-hmm. like that. And you meet somebody and you believe that you have this connection. You guys are part of this community only to find out they're not, um, makes me really question the intention behind queer baiting. Um, and I would, I would definitely, my first reaction would be, uh, that person has a little internalized homophobia. Um, mm-hmm. that's my immediate knee jerk reaction, but, uh, I'll go back and look into Billie Eilish. I'll see what she's about. No, I only use her as an example because um, <laughs> that's just like the most thing that I recently heard because I try to look up some things just like so we could talk. Because mm-hmm. um, like I know for us, like they, they'll tell you like I have a different view on love and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really accepting of everyone. So I try to like look out for things and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to actually get someone from that community to like speak on the whole queer baiting thing. Um, but. You know, thank you. So I do appreciate yeah. you sharing what you did share. Yeah. yeah, the biggest thing, like I said, J.K. Rowling is the best example of queer beta I can think of. Um, okay. Yeah, and yeah. I could say like it's more of a breach of trust than anything. Um, gotcha. I, I would be less upset and more just like violated. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know at the beginning of the the pandemic, uh, when everybody was just bored at home, like that was one of the biggest things is people would make fake accounts on like Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, all those things to like kind of play around with people's emotions. I don't know if they were necessarily doing it intentionally. Um, I mean, but I I guarantee there's at least somebody that was doing it intentionally from a hateful position, Uh, whether it was, you know, to somebody that was, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community or, you know, another, another person, they just wanted to like, just play around and see what it's like to pretend to be somebody else. But um yeah right right hey i might digress a little bit i apologize but have you guys seen that indeed commercial where the transgender individual ended up uh interviewing with was it trans or non-binary i thought it was was, god i can't even speak it was one it was probably the latter because the interviewer asked how would you like to be um how would you like to be addressed as mm-hmm. that commercial itself was just so empowering in Love my that. opinion. It like so yeah. many feels. Honestly, oh yeah. Like the first thing I noticed that was some hella nice looking eyeshadow. Yeah. The it was whole like, it was like the yellow. Really. Yeah. Like the whole yellow. Oh yeah. Like a golden yellow. color. Yeah, I was like, okay. That was, it was such a trans, it was such a, a transcending commercial. It was such a trailblazing commercial because I, I guarantee that probably nobody ever thought of anything like that. Like I was, my mind was blown as I was watching that commercial. And I first discovered it as I was watching the NBA finals. I was like, this commercial that is, dope. is it, it was great. It was, it was a beautiful commercial. I enjoyed every moment of it. And I actually, I, I hit the rewind on it. I was like, okay, let me watch that one more time. Like, the smile Those are... looked genuine too. Like when when the interviewer asked, like the smile actually looked very genuine. Like yeah, I was like, he actually are, thought are to they ask? Yeah, like are they actually recording an interview? Because like I didn't know if it was like real life interview. I, I mean, it was that's how believing it was. So 
Yeah, I didn't know if you guys. I just wanted to bring that up as kind of get your guys' thoughts on that if you had seen it or not. I loved it. It was so great. Yeah. Um, they never actually said whether they were non-binary or trans. They just asked, "How would you like to be addressed?" Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I'm going to challenge you on that a little bit because that that was a really beautiful commercial. Um, and that can only happen like that's a beautiful moment, but that's a really specific moment in time. That is mm. an employer, you know, doing an onboarding or a welcome or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how can we do that every day and how can we make a daily impact? So my challenge to you is when is the last time you introduce yourself with your pronouns? As a, as a, a he or a him? Yeah. I don't really introduce myself as a, <laughs> I've been like, this is me. Yeah. I'm a dude. Yeah. Like dude. I got a penis uh-huh. and, uh, yeah, so, that's about um, it. Like I, I like women. I don't, I don't think she meant like that, bro. Like that's not she meant. I was say I don't introduce myself to people at all. I try to avoid them. Yeah, because you know, I, I've yeah, because I've never actually thought in the back of my mind like, hey, I'm about to introduce myself to this, this, this woman or this guy or this or this new employee that's about to start working with me. Is hey, I'm I'm Cedric, I'm a guy or whatever. I, I you know, it's never crossed my mind or anything. But that's some of the things that individuals within the LGBTQ community, that's what they're probably thinking in the back of their mind. If they're, if they identify as non-binary. So uh, yeah. I was going to say, think about it like this. Like, I don't know why it literally just clicked. Like, cause I mean, Candace, it literally took you to ask this question. Like we take it for granted. Cause it's like, well, yeah, I'm me. Right. You know, and now as a white man, I take it for granted that like, Oh yeah. You know, X, Y, and Z. Well, you know, maybe a black person doesn't have the same, like access to certain things it's almost the same way it's where like you think oh well you know i have access to it so other people should or something where it's like well i mean i know what i am so i don't have to worry about it it's not necessarily always about you like it's like hey you Mm -hmm. know i'm introducing myself so you know what my pronouns are so you can feel comfortable with giving me your pronouns too like i think that's was that kind of like where you were leading candace because that's what i was thinking yeah so it's like it's like being the only person in the room with a hat you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like those pronouns are going to stand out, you know? And when you have to correct somebody, I mean, my partner has a freaking beard and, and they get misgendered in person works out actually that they don't care about he or they. Um, but the, the female pronouns like really suck and it takes mm. an emotional toll on them. So when you come out and you're like, hi, my name is Cedric. My pronouns are he, him, and his, that's telling me like, Oh, this person will listen to me. This, mm-hmm. this person identify like they know what they identify as. Like they're using their pronouns. I can use mine. It's great. Um, and you know that that's not in every case. Obviously, that's more of like a professional setting. And as like an employee, I probably would never throw that out there unless my employee threw that my employer threw that out there. But when meeting people and trying to like expand your experiences, just keep yeah. in mind that might be something that is a good way to introduce yourself because to pull it back you guys don't introduce yourself as hi i'm justin i'm black because like it's like yeah, it's no, overt, you know yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Know. i'm black justin yeah. safe to say that they know that <laughs> like uh, i mean you could introduce yourself that way i mean do what you want but like you know what i'm saying that's different for for yeah. the lgbtq community because like i mean again i'm fortunate i don't really care if you call me she or her because I, that's the gender i was born with that's what i identify with Mm -hmm. um but and that's okay (laughs) but when you use it especially as a man you hold so much more power a lot of 
you know, it, it just, it normalizes it. It makes us feel safe. Um, mm. And then it doesn't, it's not weird when you introduce yourself and you're like, hi, my name is Candace. My pronouns are they, them. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like the, that's the pronouns. That's yeah. what we're going by. Um, and also just taking out preferred pronouns. That's something I'm trying to weed out of my vocabulary. It's not a preferred pronoun. It's not a preferred name. It's a name. It's a pronoun period. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I've never, I've never thought of even tr- trying to do that at, like at all. I was just saying, like, uh, me, I've, I've been thinking about, like, how I could even, like, do it. And, like, I'm just thinking, I'm yeah, like, I, like, I sound I sound weird to myself saying it because it's, like, for me. It's like, like, how do I bring it I've, up? I've always, yeah, because it's, like, I've always, yeah. I've always identified this way. So, it's, like, and this is this is my, my cis whiteness of all the... What 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 is what am I trying to say? Privilege that I've had, like <laughs> yeah. like even even if someone like thought that I was gay, I'm like okay, like it doesn't bother me any or anything like that. But like, I could see how it could take power away from others, especially like in a situation where they've you know been discouraged, where they've been downtrodden, where you know they've trusted people and those people broke their trust. Like that's where that's where like we have to stop thinking about ourselves and think about others, which is a very difficult thing. I think for a lot of humans in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it definitely makes sense. It's just like me, me thinking about like, hi, I'm Chris, he, him, like, I would just see my, hear myself, like say it too fast where I'm like, I'm he, him. Oh, oh hi, Chrissy, him. Like, <laughs> okay, so like he, said, like, let me dial it back a little bit. We aren't going to dust this off. Like every time you meet somebody. Yeah. Um, most of the time, um, I mean, it's gonna, it's honestly starting within the queer community. We're still getting used to it because it's scary to announce that. Um, I was to say, it's gotta yeah, be so much harder. You, look, like you, if you're just starting conversation with some other person, you just meet them. You're like, by the way, I'm a dude. They're like, okay, that's great. Um, like, yeah. so I understand. <laughs> that yeah. Hi, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still. Yeah. Chris, don't do you. that on a yeah. date. Please don't. I just like you yeah. don't, need that. don't do that on a date. What 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 date? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> me the hard life of a straight white man. I'm playing the world's oh. smallest violin for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I got I got a um yeah, I got a question. Okay. So you guys are familiar with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, yeah. Oh right. yes, his, his, so his yeah, that dude, you know. Yeah. So for those who do not know our listeners, <laughs> she's like his his son has identified as a female. Daughter. Yeah, da- his daughter. Well, yeah, you his daughter now, but I'm 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 just kind of giving context. You know, born as a male, 12 years old, 13 now. Now he identifies as woman or female rather, excuse me, because not grown yet. A lot of people are, I guess, casting aspersions to Dwayne Wade on his on his um, his parenting because they feel that because, you know, I, I don't know the name, the new name of his daughter, but it's like Zaire or something like that. Is it? OK, I, so. I, I appreciate that. They're all pushing back on him saying, listen, your child is a minor. However, they should not be acting in such a manner because they're a child. So I wanted to kind of find out from you guys, how do you guys feel about that, about Dwayne Wade embracing his son as 
his daughter now. For me, I think I think it makes the most sense because as children, we're the most pure. Yeah, it's very the way innocent. we the way we the way we think, the way we feel. It's literally until until you know bad influences come in, you know that is what we think, feel, do, etc. Um, so the I most think natural. Yeah, if if anyone, I don't want to say like if anyone has the most right because that just that sounds ridiculous too, but like they're the ones that are the trying to find out themselves the most i think at the beginning because they they're literally just like balls of energy with like learning a bunch of stuff and trying to imitate what what humans do and so they're really just developing themselves i I mean you're you're always developing i think in life but like that is the pinnacle of of how you can help set yourself up to to love yourself to be yourself and just take life mm-hmm. okay now um, i'm done yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was uh yeah male to female i apologize and you guys were no i mean it, i wasn't correcting <laughs> just like letting you know you were struggling over there and I, I was like, like yeah okay. I, I was like wait because i didn't want to i didn't want to get it wrong i didn't want to offend anybody so okay, i was like so my just my dyslexic guess my dyslexic guess thought she put wtf i was like what the fuck Oh God, he just offended someone. <laughs> oh my God, no! But yeah. seriously, guys, grant yourself some grace. Like you don't have the answers. You're not going to be right 100 percent of the time. Um, I can say this for pronouns. It's just white mind. I'm always for, right. Like, talking about something, the more you apologize, the more you put it on the other person to make you feel better. Oh, so, hey, we're learning something new every day. Oh, on. So was, you're learning about all this trans. Apologize this trans community stuff Mm -hmm. grant yourself grant yourself some grace you're learning okay Okay. i appreciate that 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 actually makes me feel a little bit better because i was like listen i i do not want to offend anybody that is not the purpose of this podcast um but yeah i you know i I was struggling there for a moment like oh man like i just say that that's kind of funny too that he's not trying to offend anyone you know king of petty well, I'm not trying to be petty on something like this. Like, there's nobody's doing anything wrong to me, so it was, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do that. But yeah, I, I just uh, wanted to kind of get your guys's uh, take on that, and yeah, that's, yeah, I know it's a I sensitive say, subject. Other, so. other people need to speak on it. <laughs> don't just yeah, I'm about to say, hey, come yeah, on, I was saying, yeah, I was saying, I don't know how y'all gonna feel about. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to understand. So, this guy's daughter com- comes out she's a minor mm-hmm. how old is she uh she's 12, in 12 12 okay so she's like a young teenager very yeah yeah correct and what chris is saying is that she's young enough to not be corrupt she she knows who she is she is probably the best i hope so like most innocent sense of self that she could have right now ideally mm-hmm. um but you're saying people are calling out his parenting style for for allowing Correct. that to happen or just allowing Correct. Her to die? Both. Like they don't so, understand uh, why yeah. this child wants to identify as a female and they don't understand why Dwayne Way and his wife are being 100% open with their their son making that transition to female. That's where But it's also a stigma in our community. Uh, oh yes, and these are yeah. So yeah, black I wanted and, to put some more yeah, oh, yeah. African Americans too. So, can you, and that's um, who he's getting like a lot of backlash from. 
So yeah. um, can you kind of elaborate like culturally, like how, cause I don't know. Um, can you like educate me on that? I'm like, why you say that that way? Like you said, there's a stigma. What stigma? So my understanding, like it's, I think it's becoming more and more accepting, but I think people see, uh, especially uh, African-American Americans men, uh, being gay as uh, like, even in our community, you know, as African-American male personality and stuff like that. And then when you're, you know, um, heterosexual or homosexual, like people kind of look bad, uh, look down on you and stuff like that. So we don't, I don't think us as a culture embraces it and uh, we're more accepting of it. And it's kind of sad because I think we should, like, especially with what's going on in the world, we should always be accepting of our people because they're our people. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think uh, they were um, getting on him because he is allowing her to uh, act this way and to be this way. And also because like he is a celebrity and they're in the spotlight. So obviously his daughter is going to get more attention than say, if I had a son that was doing something like this. So they see it as a bad reflection, maybe upon our community. Um, Correct. Well, I want to start off by saying actually, um, unfortunate for sure. Yeah. Transgender women of color um, have the highest percentage of um, hate crimes. And uh, for, I agree with um, you. That. Mm. Um, I will tell you right now that I have a lot of privilege for being white in the LGBTQ community for whatever reason, a community that really wants to be accepted doesn't always relate. And that's, it's really sad. Um, as far as my feelings on, on this person, honestly, if your child's 12 years old and they're saying that I identify as X, Y, or Z, like they're sure this probably isn't a phase. If you ask mm. the right questions, you'll probably find out that this kiddo has felt this way their entire life. I would maybe venture a guess to say that maybe his name is Dwayne. 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 Um, maybe Dwayne is really close with his daughter. Maybe they've been having this conversation since they were very young. You don't. We yeah, they're a close knit family. Yeah, they're very yeah. tight knit. Yeah. And I can understand. I, I can really appreciate how much how brave and supportive both of them are. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, for Dwayne, knowing that his daughter is going to have such a hard life for the rest of her life, not just because, you know, of where she is in the community, but because being in a spotlight, Mm -hmm. she's going to be looked at differently. And she's going to be one of the only representations that we have of a transgender female, you know, uh, who's of color like it's it's just i can understand that um so on his on on his end i think that is great parenting because chances are they've been having this discussion for a really long time mm-hmm. i think it's great that um you know he's supporting her and as far as other parents who can't really wrap their mind around it i really think that that again equates down to parents thinking that homosexuality or gender is about sex because it's not about sex mm-hmm I was say uh, you don't just like wake up and automatically like, oh, I want to be a female. Like it it it's literally like you just you don't feel comfortable as yourself. Like that's that's what I've heard from like the, the people that I've met that went through transitions that were going through them and everything. Like they just I mean, almost like what you were talking about earlier too, Ken. It's like they just they didn't feel they 
were any specific moniker of whatever the gender was and they just didn't feel like they were them they weren't happy they they didn't know like what to do about any of that stuff because it, it just wasn't it didn't feel natural to them right i wanted to answer your question though yeah what's up so like because you know me bro i gotta give my like my honest raw opinion about the whole situation bro mm-hmm. it is what it is so me as a parent like it's always my job to love my kid no matter what but um yep. at a certain like this is just me if my son came up and told me that he was gay i'd be like all right i'm gonna be honest with you as a male like i would be like dang man like i really because like you know how i am like i want to have a big family so therefore like um like obviously i want him to reproduce and stuff like that and it's the same mm-hmm. as my daughter too like i would think about that but at the end of the day i love my child but this is where me personally where like i would kind of draw the line and i would say less weight on it like the the mm-hmm. getting the actual sex change that's me personally um because i just feel like me as the parent i'm not gonna allow you to make a permanent decision that mm-hmm. you may later change now when you're 18 years old i feel like I feel like you may have enough life experience. Hey, if you want to do this, I will help you. I will help you pay for it and stuff like that because I support you. But if my son told me he want to wear dresses, hey, listen, I'll make sure my son know how to fight. I'm be honest with you. Throw that in there too. But hey, he has a smart parent. Hey, no, prepare yeah, that. Prepare that but, person. Yeah, but, kick your ass in but, heels. Hey, we, yeah, but I'm gonna tell him this is the same thing. I'm like, listen, man, you, you know, like I I know nice dresses when i see nice dresses like i know a little bit about it but you probably gonna have to go shopping with your mom but i'm not gonna ever say nothing to my son if he come down there wearing a dress for breakfast what's up man or whatever i want like if i uh if i did have kids like i want them to be able to tell me first so i can kind of like prepare them a little bit yeah maybe. like i'm gonna give them that blunt reaction like not I, I, like it's more like i want them to it's see like how the safety the world yeah but but i'm still like hey i love you but i just need to give you the first reaction you might face when you feel when you tell someone else, but I love you, I accept you for you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like you said, I think you got to prepare your kid for that and tell them like, hey, everybody that you were friends with might not want to be your friend no more. And yeah, and like I said, if this is something that you want to do out in the community, because you can be gay at home. Like I don't, I'm not trying to make it sound bad. What I'm saying is like I want you to always be yourself at home, but I want to prepare you for what the world is like. So when you do go out to the world but I want yep. you to feel accepted at home first. And then yeah. we're going to talk about how the world is. And then, Hey, if you choose to go out there, Hey, fuck it. I'll hold your hand walking. I wish somebody would say to my son in a dress. Like, we got to throw hands and yeah, you, you do have to prepare them for, yeah. you know, a world that, that may end up deserting them. There's just the yeah, harsh don't throw and painful reality. Oh no, no, no. You have, you have to kind of do a little bit of hand holding. It's, it's unfortunate, but, um, you know, this is this is real life. And, and there are a lot of cruel people out there that, you know, do things out of not understanding the situation. One other thing that I think that's always bothered me was when people would say, I don't understand how that person chose to be gay or whatever moniker they identify with. And sometimes I just think in the back of my head, like, okay, when did you choose to be straight? Like, you just yes. don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. let's not, let's not castigate these, these individuals because they're, you know, they identify with uh, a, a certain group. So, I mean, th- just those things that, that kind of bothered me as I was becoming more enlightened with that specific community. Can't this, I do. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, just to say like, good on you. Whenever somebody tells me or they say like, oh, you choose this life, you choose to be gay. My counter is like, okay, then just, just choose to be gay for a day. Like tomorrow, just be gay for a day. Walk in my shoes, just be gay. Like, no, I can't. I can't. Why not? Well, cause I don't. Okay. Well, it's the same for me. You're disgusting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, <laughs> like now you can shut the fuck up. But you know, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're kind of getting into the, the tail end of the episode. I have a quick question for you, Candace. I just wanted to know, you know, how has the experience been trying to speak out for the community, get more engagement and, also try to provide more of a of a an equal understanding for others who may not know about you know the the community as a whole in your opinion like us <laughs> like us for sure um so i started like really being vocal about a year ago it has been like really rewarding like really rewarding i so now i'm in this position at my company i have this group that i'm able to organize and coordinate myself. Uh, I've been able to put a lot of good content out there. If your guys ever need like anything, just let me know. I've got articles and Ted talks like crazy. If you ever want she, more she did all uh, educational for us. stuff. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, so it's really empowering to be able to have that um, platform and to be able to, you know, speak for people who either can't speak for themselves or are not comfortable to do so. Um, mm-hmm. so it's really great. Um, it's also really stressful, um, because I am not an accurate representation of the entire community. I do not speak for all lesbians. I do not speak for, you know, um, any large group of people. Um, but mm-hmm. what I'm trying to focus on is helping allies ask better questions. Um, having mm, okay. guys be maybe, uh, more educated in leading those conversations, um, and that's where I found the most challenge, but it's, uh, yeah, scary, empowering. Um, and I, I definitely am not going to stop doing it anytime soon. Hell yeah. Good. Good yeah. For amen to that. Yeah. We appreciate that. Cause you know, there's going to be times in which, you know, some of us may have to pick your brand. I mean, you, you mentioned, uh, the term pansexual, I think, is that, is it safe to say that it's when you are, admiring every body or everything it. like say it confidently uh, is it when you I just say Cedric you <laughs> okay. could always yeah. you could Google it. let me let say, me say it with my chest Google it and say it at the same time be like is it <laughs> fine um I feel like also just as a side note I think it's a good practice for all y'all to say like I am a cisgender heterosexual male or I am a cisgender you know just say it it's not a bad word it's okay like to identify as cisgender, it's okay to ask questions like, I'm pretty sure pan means you love everybody. Am I right? Uh, you know, know, we're going to say space. I'll correct you. I'm not going to bite you. Um, but that don't mean you want to fuck everybody, right? To everybody regardless of gender. Yeah, I was just oh, God, like, say. my... <laughs> uh, I said I was, admire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, what I knew about, or what I thought I knew about pansexual, like, before all this, um, which I can definitely google it because i know we were talking about that earlier easy term um was that like you you find attraction not just physically in anybody so whether it's a mental connection emotional connection you look for those connections no okay i'm way off not the same that's a demisexual 
Oh, okay. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Damn. See, Sam see, I'm glad. I was see, way <laughs> off. Bro, see, there's like a scorpion okay, sexual me, tool. So you're saying there's a chance. Pansexual no, <laughs> is attracted to any gender. Any, so that means the male, female, and then everything in between. So like intersex, uh, non-binary, transgender. So they don't care. Mm, <laughs> you know? Just um, give me what I want. Yeah. Just like <laughs> love is love. I'm here for whatever. Like I'm here for a good time. Um, so pansexuals are a little bit, you know, different. Some bisexuals like, or some pansexuals just identify as bi. Um, there's a lot of crossover there. And again, that's kind of like a murky area uh, within the community, but um, love is love. Okay, man, then, I am great. I was going to say in demisexual, that's the one where it's, it's about like all the different types of love interactions, not just the physical. Yeah. It's like you, um, and I have to dig more into this again. I'm still learning too, guys. Um, mm-hmm. But that's like more of the emotional connection, regardless yeah. of gender. So you'd have to actually be in love with somebody to have any sort of sexual attraction. And asexual has to be its own separate con- conversation. At it, yeah. Look at Dempsey's face. He's like, "Wow, <laughs> I love it." I no, love bro, it. this is a good episode. This is huh? great. Hey, hey, I am so like... enlightened right now. We need to I was gonna say, this I was is, gonna say, dope. Candace, what you just said about Demi actually speaks volumes for me. And makes a lot of sense for certain things. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't do. I can't do one night stands. Like I, I feel like I have to have some kind of connection in order for anything to like actually feel real. Yeah, I think that's because you're older, bro. Like you right get older. I'm special. No, 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 no. I think like because I don't know. People have been giving me crap lately too. I think once you get older, bro, you really start to see like you want something stable. You don't want something like random. You know, you want to build something with someone. So I don't know. Right. I think you'd be all right, man. Yeah, you got this. I also don't think it's it's not a bad thing to question. I mean, Google some stuff. YouTube. Yeah. You identify with other people. You you might not. You might be like, oh, this isn't for me. You might still be like, maybe. But either way, does it really change anything for you? At this point, you're still gonna, you know, you can still I'm have still gonna be me. questions on yourself yeah. and you can still live your life mm-hmm. and you know, figure it out. Life is all about figuring things out and yeah, and, and, and you know, finding a new room. trial and error. Yeah, yeah. Ask questions, learn things. Let's just hope sure. the error doesn't end up being the final error. Mm. Mm. What error? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was trying to be funny. I said let's hope the error in the trial and error in life isn't the final error. <laughs> As in, like no, no repeats. Yeah. Yeah, That's you know Chris. Like, <laughs> we don't even need to apologize for you. Yeah. You know him. <laughs> oh, cool, 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 cool. Well, what we oh, normally like to do. I was going to say, oh, we, we don't want to finish yet because, as I recall, at the beginning uh, of the episode, Candace did have something she wanted to touch on, which is the sharp spins. This is one of my revelations I've had in the last year. Um, so transgender folks um, and diabetics, everybody, like they use needles weekly. And, um, you know, trans folks, um, sometimes it's, it's a traumatic experience. My partner, um, almost has a mental breakdown every week. Mm -hmm. Hates doing their shot, hates it. And as I started like learning more, I realized that people weren't storing needles safely. Like it's so shameful. They just keep it in a bag or they push it, you know, in the back of a shelf somewhere, or it's in like, like the pharmacy bag where they came in from, like, that's not safe. Um, And so I started thinking like, okay, well, we need to put this in a safe bin because this is, this is going to hurt somebody like anybody, not just like yourself. And you're going to dispose of that. And if you're not disposing of it safely, like Jesus. Um, 
anyway, so I started idea of having this bin in my um, bathroom. And then I was like, if this thing is so awful, I might as well make it aesthetically pleasing. And that's what I did. I started making these sharp spins. Um, sharp spins are what you put needles in. Um, they have uh, a numerous <laughs> requirements in order for them to be um, safe. Um, but so it's one thing that we're starting to do. Like we're only going to sell them for like $5. So we will make zero profit. It's not about that. We want to make sure that people are being safe out there. Um, and then also putting a positive spin on something that might be bad. Um, so we put like custom names on it. Um, the thing that we always put on every single sharp spin is you are enough. Um, so it wasn't necessarily like a bug for my business, just more awareness out there that there are things that we don't think of. Mm -hmm. I like Products it. That are still needed yeah. out there. And now before we get to the end segment, that Cedric was talking about too. I will plug your business. Um, so for any any listener that wishes to help support someone that's in the community, not one of those big corporations that try to, what was it, queer bait people into them with buying the word. Their, trying to get them to, to buy their products. <laughs> um, you can find Pride Project on Etsy. Uh, I believe it's teas, stickers, you said sharp spins. Um, yeah, any, I'm anything else? Some some new stuff coming. Um, I want to do enamel pins, but I don't have $500 to drop on pins. Um, so right now we're doing like, uh, we have a lot of tees and all the t-shirts that we do. Um, we don't get them from like a big bulk box store. Um, so all of our tees, we actually source from Target because um, they do a lot for the LGBT community. They, they do a lot. Um, so we actually buy our shirts from Target. They're super, super soft and uh, we hand make them ourselves. Oh, that's awesome. So they're made with love. So everybody <laughs> share your love. Um, you don't have to put hands to love everybody and love everything that they have. But, you know, if you are, I believe they have stickers and tees for that. Um, but Cedric, if you would like, would you like to do the honors of what we normally do at the end of every episode? No, we got this, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I know I wasn't prepared for, for what mine are, but um, so at the end of our episodes, Candace, this is, I don't know if this is the first few, I don't know if you've listened to us at all, but uh, at the end of the episode, we like to bring one to two like pop, pop culture references or, you know, something that, that kind of has us going through this week, uh, something that kind of helps build us up and keep us going. So uh, I'm actually going to do something a little bit different than Cedric, and I'm going to call on each of you to give me something. So I'm going to start with Justin. Uh, okay. Early in the so, morning, we got you. Yeah, it's like three thirty something. You know? Um, I'm gonna go with because it is Pride Month and stuff like that. So uh, I guess that's gonna be um my cultural thing. Just uh, just try to be more accepting of everybody, man. It's not that hard. Like, like it ain't like they doing something to you. So like, why not just be accepting of everybody and just love everybody for who they are, and then also. Uh, like send prayers out to uh, Florida. They just had like an apartment complex. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So shout outs to them. And hopefully um, they can find some of the people that are missing. Man, that. All right. Dempsey. All right. So we're we doing the, the song. Hey, right, song, game, whatever. Right, right. whatever you know the, the deal. All right, all right. I mean, I, I know you've been going on songs all the time. It doesn't have to be songs. I mean, you right. could talk about your, Take your, your first rodeo, cabs. Dempsey. Talk about your right. first cabs, rodeo, you know? man. I got Avalanche by Migos. Okay, that's a jam right there. <laughs> Any context as to why? Or are we just going to 
Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's go ahead. Let's flip over to Candace. Let's see if you got something a little more engaging for us than uh, Dempsey had with just the the song and and cutting us off. Clear on the assignment. (laughs) Uh, So this is like something pop culture related that has like really gotten me through the week. Yeah. Oh, easy, 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 easy. They are picking up Fables. Fables is a Vertigo comic written by Bill Willingham about, you know, Fable people, but it's, uh, it's a really amazing read. Um, they have like 26 volumes out. I own all of them and they're re-picking it up. Um, so I am super stupid. So they're starting the series back up is what you're saying? What? They're picking the series back up is what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I, I just I thought I thought you were yeah, saying like something like Marvel know. picked them up or like because you're you might no vertical. So like, oh, who's okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. When you said Fable, I was like, oh man, Fable. I played that game. That Chicken Chaser. <laughs> Chicken mm. Chaser. Uh-huh. All right, Sid. What you got? Well, I got two. Um, you got two on my it. first. My my first one is Jack Harlow's already best friend featuring Chris Brown. I don't know what it is about that song, but it's a uh, it's a hot song. It's actually about these two girls who know each other, who like each other. He is trying to insert himself within that relationship. So, yeah, that's the jam. And my second one is <laughs> uh, earlier today, I was listening to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Ooh. And that one always resonates with me about, you know, the message that he was trying to spread, basically. And it kind of goes along with this, with this, our uh, our theme for this episode. Just just love everybody. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You know, just be, have an open mind and love thy neighbor. Just right. to build on that, if you don't love them, just shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, just just shut the fuck up, all right? Yeah, got nothing nice to say? Fucking walk away. Exactly. All right, Uh, and mine to to kind of wrap everything up definitely fits with the theme. Uh, My brother actually had it. So, like every Tuesday, we do we do movie nights or like show nights or whatever with the family. Uh, And my older brother, uh, the one who came out in high school, he actually had us watch. God, I can't remember the name of it, uh, but it's about catwalk, um, which for those that are thinking it's not catwalk, what you think of like um, too sexy, like it's not that stuff. Like it's actual like um, trans drag um, show. I I really wish I could remember what it was called, um, but we were watching it on, I believe it was HBO or Hulu, one of the two. And uh, honestly, like that show was just fantastic. Like just the the sheer capabilities of what they can do with dance and stuff like that. Like, it's just, I don't know. Um, and like little history, at least what I remember of history for this stuff, a lot of where we're at today for the LGBTQ plus community has come from black trans and drag people because they were struggling the most and they were able to start bringing things to the light. So um I don't know if, how accurate that is. I just remember that was something that Dead I on. did learn at one point. So, on. Yeah. LGBT rights were built on the backs of trans black women. Yep. So even though, even though I know earlier we were talking about how there's that stigma, they were also, you know, the black community was the another, yeah. Another reason why we are progressing in a positive trend for people who have been persecuted, let down, brought down, etc. So, 
Um, if you get a chance, okay. I mean, if nothing else, you can be you can be entertained by the show. Like, man, some of the stuff that they do is just fantastic. I really wish I remember what the name was, though. Mm. Two quick questions. Do you guys remember that movie, Tu Wong Fu? It sounds really familiar. I don't with with Patrick Swayze, uh, Wesley Snipes, is this, and is this Don like an early eighties? No, this is the nineties where they were um, drag queens. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I am body beautiful. Honestly, John Leguizamo is one of my favorite actors uh, growing up. I thought he was fantastic at everything he did. Oh yeah, that was a great dress. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, cool, cool. Right. Um, I'm gonna try and make sure. Where can, can the good this. people find yeah. you? Should they want to pick your brain? Um, well, we do have what? a Facebook group. Um, <laughs> if you want to reach out to us on Facebook, but actually, for now, I would just reach out to me directly. Um, is it cool if I give like my? Oh wait, hold on. yeah, my yeah, by here. all means. So writing down an address for me to provide. Hold, please. Okay. okay. Well, while we're, I was say while we're, <laughs> while we're holding, uh, the the TV show on HBO is called Legendary. I will advise you all. Hello. Uh, I'll What's advise up? you all to at least mm-hmm. like watch some of it. They they do themes and basically they compete to see who stays and who goes. Uh, and I honestly thought it was fantastic. And if you if you feel like you're a little like phobic about some of that stuff, just try it anyways. If, if it's not for you, just turn it off. Don't say nothing mean or angry. Just turn it off. Um, right, sorry, Candice. No, I just found out that um, new breaking news. My shop has its own email address now tied to our shop. Oh, I am actually okay. looking to start a website okay. here in the next um, maybe a couple months here, but I know nothing. And uh, it looks expensive. So I'll be doing some more work <laughs> on that. Um, but I, I put my... I put my email in the uh, chat here, but for those of you uh, who are listening, it is pride project one at outlook.com. So pride that's the number one, the number one. Yeah. Yeah. And is this group on Facebook, Instagram as well? Twitter, Maybe not, not Instagram. Twitter. Um, oh. I can't keep up with Instagram and posting stuff. I can't even keep up my own Instagram. Um, mm. <laughs> wait, wait, what's Instagram? I don't think I got one of those. Yeah, that's the oh only social gosh. media I got. <laughs> so we do have uh, a Facebook. If you look up uh, Pride Project, um, I think we might be under there as the Pride Project. I'm still trying to get some stuff fixed. Uh, but yeah, you can definitely reach out to us on Facebook as well. Oh, looks like okay. Men Perfect. of the Year and Pride Project can connect. That way we can share mm-hmm. your content too. Cool. All right, well... If that's everything, I appreciate your time, Candice. I know the, the fellas also expressed their appreciation. This was actually one of the more engaging conversations we've had, uh, I think, in a while where we could do a lot of off the cuff and a lot of learning. So we appreciate your time. Uh, and again, everybody, that's Pride Project One at Outlook.com. Uh, we'll be presenting you with, with other ways to connect as well. So, But that about wraps it up. Thank you. This is the men of the year your mama's favorite group of men, as Cedric likes to say. Thank you. And have a great time and always be proud. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year.